life, whether we like it or not, happens to everyone. We don't get to choose our testimony, but we are called to share the journey. Hi, everybody. I'm BJ Foster, and this is Withholding Nothing, a podcast for the soul. Let's do this thing. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining me for today's recap. It's great to have you with me. And my goodness, (laughs) did this testimony bring about a lot of buzz this week, which is awesome. You know, I, I always love hearing from you guys. And when I get debate going back and forth, it's even better. That means that you're really thinking. And I love that. I love that this podcast has people thinking. It makes you ponder what your what your beliefs are. And, um, you know, it's not just, it is definitely a feel-good <laughs> podcast, but hopefully it pricks something within you and, and takes you to another level as you look at your own life. And I feel like uh, last week's testimony kind of did that, which was really exciting to hear. So first of all, before we jump into it, thank you, Ariana, for sharing your your story. Uh, And you and Josh as well, obviously, at the end there. But really, it was just our conversation that stirred up and brought about other conversation. Um, So I was just excited that, one, you were that open and honest about what you've gone through, how you felt about it, uh, what it did to your relationship with God. And I was equally uh, as as excited about the listeners who responded back, um, those who had similar situations and those who didn't necessarily agree. Um, that's what a healthy relationship looks like and sounds like. But anyway, guys, thank you so much. Let's dive right in. Um, you know, there were so many bits and pieces. I'm just going to kind of go all over the map, no doubt today, but a lot of you talked about, I think when Ariana said that, um, she didn't. She stopped wanting things because she didn't want to be disappointed um, and hurt that it wasn't what God wanted for her. So she just stopped wanting things. And um, I do believe that that is so very true for many of us. Um, that, you know, we know that God, as the scripture says, God gives us the desires of our hearts. So... We can take that to mean, well, whatever it is I'm asking for, God should be giving it to me. (laughs) But if he's not going to give it to me, then there's nothing I can do to convince him otherwise. So I might as well not even bother to put it out there. And there's a defeated attitude behind it, a defeated spirit. Maybe that's a better uh, term to use. And I don't know if that is what God had in mind. You know, he will indeed give us the desires of our hearts. Of course, it needs to be and has to be in sync with his will. But he changes our will, our spirit along the way so that the desires of our hearts actually matches what it is that he's giving us. I don't think God wants us to stop asking, stop seeking because we know we're not going to get it. That's not a that's not the relationship, a love relationship between a father and a child. You know, um, 
it, it would be like, I don't know, when I was growing up, I think I shared this once before, I used to always have my little sister ask my dad for things, but I would never ask him for it because I was afraid he wouldn't give it to me. I don't know where that thought came from. It just was, it was what it was. <laughs> and I always had this fear that he wouldn't give it to me, but yet he would give it to my sister. So I would always have her go ask dad if he would give us a quarter. So I would watch her go and she'd get a quarter and she'd come bouncing back, look at what I got. And, you know, and I remember the last time when I said, go ask dad to give one to me. And he heard me outside the door. So I sent my little sister in there. She went bouncing off to ask dad for a quarter for for her older sister. And I heard him say, if your sister wants something from me, she needs to come ask me herself. And I remember, guys, I remember so vividly being petrified. I mean, I had to stop and think about it. Do I want it badly enough to go ask dad for it? And I shivered all the way up there. I was always afraid of my own shadow. (laughs) I was a scaredy cat growing up no matter what. But I remember going up to my dad and asking him with a trembling voice if I could have a quarter. And he said, what makes you think that I would give something to your sister and I wouldn't give it to you? And I don't know, that was, I believe, guys, that was a lesson from God decades ago that he knew BJ needed to learn. Because I truly felt, I I, I don't know, I would, I don't think I would have ever put it into words that I felt my dad loved my sister more. But something inside of me responded as if I believed he loved her more. Or, in essence, the opposite, he loved me less. And the greatest lesson was the lesson that he taught me that day. You might be afraid, and I might say no, but don't you ever cease to ask me for what you want. And I think that's the thing with Ariana sharing of that particular uh, part of her message, was that we can get afraid based on so many different things. Other people's responses, um, God not saying no, prayers not being answered, whatever the case may be, we can become afraid and we can cease to ask. And we start to think it a positive thing in the sense of people going, what are you praying for? Oh, I'm not praying for anything. I have everything I need. In other words, I'm just going to stay nice and safe and not ask for anything. And I don't believe that's what God wants. Are we covering up disappointment? Are we covering up hurt by pretending that we're okay. That's that word. I hate that word. That word is okay and fine. How are you doing? I'm fine. In other words, I've learned to be all right with not receiving. And I don't think we're designed that way. 
You know, when she talked about, I I was afraid that if I messed up, God would rescind his blessing. Oh my gosh. I know that feeling. (laughs) Because like I said, I'm, I'm someone who grew up afraid of everything. So God was no exception. I was afraid that he would rescind his blessings, rescind his love, that I just wasn't worthy enough unless I performed great enough. And I believe that's the beginning of that that performance mentality, the performance faith that so many of us fall into is that we're trying to prove ourselves worthy to God. And I just thought she said it so very clearly that I was just, I was afraid that if I messed up and I did mess up, not just once, not just twice, but when I messed up, it validated what I was feeling deep inside of myself. Guys, I think we got to start dealing with those quiet reservations deep inside of ourselves because Satan is using it against us to validate not what God really thinks and feels about us, but what we think and feel about ourselves. You know, she said, um, I just, right and wrong decisions. We get hung up on, am I making the right decision? I believe sometimes God just wants us to make a decision. You know, he's not looking at your life to determine if you're worthy of him loving you because you made a right decision. In case you didn't know, and I think we all realize this, We all make some right decisions and we all make some wrong decisions. And it doesn't make us horrible people. It just makes us flawed people. We don't serve a God who's looking for a perfect person because he's already told told us that that person does not exist. But for some reason, we keep trying to be what God never created. He says it's not about being right or wrong. It's acknowledging when we're wrong and being willing to make a change. And I do think we have to look at the people in our lives. Do they keep me bound to my already messed up thinking? Or are they helping to set me free? And I think, and this is what we talked about, and this is where it became a little, you know, back and forth conversation, which is good. I think this is where we get afraid. I really do. That's just my opinion. I'm just one person (laughs) talking into a microphone to some other people. I think we get afraid that if we set people free, we will lose all control of things. And we see that as a horrible, horrible thing. So what we do is we tighten the reins on people's lives in an attempt to keep them righteous. But my question is, is that righteous? I don't know. I'm asking you. Is that righteous just because they are obeying 
what I have bound up and placed upon them. I don't know if that is true. I think God gives us free will, free reign to see what will you do when you're not forced to do it. That's harder, right? That's harder because the likelihood of making quote unquote wrong decisions or bad decisions are great. But you know what? The likelihood of making wrong and bad decisions are equally as great when someone has a bound a hand tied around us. We think we're making it better, but I wonder if we are. I remember a student once. <laughs> Uh, I heard this story. Actually, I didn't personally know the student, but I heard the story. The teacher kept saying, you need to sit down because he just couldn't sit still. <laughs> and he's like, you need to sit down. I don't want to tell you again, sit down. And he would sit down for a little bit and he popped right back up and the teacher was getting frustrated. And said, You need to sit down or you are going to the principal's office. And I mean, sit down now. And he sat down fuming, of course. And he said under his breath, I might be sitting down, but I'm standing up in my heart. (laughs) That is how I believe a lot of us walk through life with God. I might be sitting down, but I'm standing up in my heart. So I ask, is that righteous? We may be doing it. We may be defiantly obedient. But unless our hearts are attached to it, is it worth it in the long run? I don't know. I don't know. But I love how she said, love is more than approval. She said, I think if nothing else, God is teaching me that love is more than approval. It's more than approval from our friends. It's more than approval from our pastors. It's more than approval from our families. But yet, we're all craving this approval. And if the approval doesn't come, the love doesn't come. And let's face it, guys, we all just want to be loved. There isn't a one of us. Even though, you know, some of us may be cocky enough to go, I don't need nobody to love me. <laughs> BJ would say that in her past day. I don't need no love. We all just want to be loved. Which means we all want to be approved by someone. As I was sharing with her, and it doesn't matter the walk of life you're coming from. I wanted it just as much walking out of entertainment as she did wanting the approval of her church to her marriage to her now husband. I understood the pain. I'm like, I was there. I know your pain. I know what you're feeling, even though our circumstances in search of approval were totally different. But the pain was the same. Guys, She said, I I want to know, I needed to know that God is going to cover where I lack. God will cover 
where we lack. That doesn't mean we keep on sinning. The scripture even tells us that. That does not mean, well, if God's going to cover me, I'll just keep doing wrong. No. But we do learn from our wrong. And God says, I love you anyway. When will we get to a point in which we can love each other anyway? Even when we don't like what we see. Our world is biting and devouring itself. We are destroying each other, just as the scripture said, because we're refusing to love each other anyway. I may not like what you're doing, but I need to be able to find love in my heart for you in spite of it. If God could do it for us, who are we not to do it for one another? Guys, wherever you stand on this matter, and again, I'm not here to sway anybody. I'm not saying that um, advice and direction is not warranted and is not godly. I am saying that if advice and direction is not taken, let's leave that in the hands of God. What he calls us to is to love anyway. He will do the redirecting. He will do the chastising. He will do the pruning. But when we take it upon ourselves, we hurt each other. And that's what I heard in the beauty of her testimony. I heard hurt and I heard pain. God will get her through it just as he gets us all through it. But I want us to cease to hurt one another. Instead, Let's love one another deeply from the heart. Guys, you are amazing, and I thank you for tuning in every week. I love you. Until next week, be on the lookout for the incredible hand of God. Well, that's going to wrap it up for this week, everybody. Thank you so much for your time. Always, I say thank you for joining me. It has been a pleasure to hear testimony shared this week, and we will be back next week for another incredible life story. Please check out my website, enoughasyouare.com. You can find all my books and all of my writings there. I appreciate again your time. I pray that God will be with you. And until next week, be on the lookout for the hand of God. Go ahead, Dave. Play us out.